Welcome to our Trade Academy podcast series in which our experts simplify complex concepts involved in international trade and trade finance. In this episode on export finance, the focus will be nominated banks and advisory banks, export DC and DC transfers, plus the terminology used. The UCP defines nominated bank. It reads, nominated bank means the bank with which the credit is available or any bank in the case of a credit available with any bank. This is seen in the field number of 41A, 41D uh, in the MT700s. The moment an issuing bank inserts a name of a bank, it indicates that the DC is restricted to that bank. And what it means is that the nominated bank stated in the DC is authorized by the issuing bank to handle such documents on presentation. The importers may want to have documents handled by a particular bank in the beneficiary's country, especially if the exporter is in a country with a, with a higher risk. And for this, they may issue a DC that is restricted to a particular bank. The only concern in this scenario is that the beneficiary, the exporter, may not have an account with that bank to whom the DC has been restricted to. And due to this, they may not be able to use that bank to present the documents. Most exporters, at the time the DC terms and conditions are discussed, will request the importer to clearly mention that the DC is available with any bank. In the event the DC is advised by a bank that the beneficiary does not have an account with, however, it states that the DC is available with any bank, in such cases, the beneficiary may present the documents to their bankers, whoever it may be, and such banks may consider handling those documents as long as that bank has corresponding arrangements with the issuing bank. Remember, it is very important to discuss and agree the terms and conditions of the DC by possibly obtaining a draft of the DC before the importer issues its final DC. Some other key points to note about nominated banks. A nominated bank is a bank authorized by the issuing bank to make settlement against receipt of complying presentations. Two, it does not provide any undertaking. I'm going to repeat that. It does not provide any undertaking to make settlement upon presentation of documents unless it has added its confirmation and has expressly communicated to the beneficiary that it will make a settlement. The third one and the last one being, it is possible for a nominated bank to forward documents to the issuing bank without examining or making settlement, in which case it has not acted on its nomination. Right. Thanks, Royston, for that. Now, the next is um, export DC confirmation. Now, export DC confirmations is a very interesting topic for beneficiaries who do business with importers situated in risky countries. 
Now, bank and country risk is a great concern to most beneficiaries and such beneficiaries will look for avenues to secure and protect their interest. Now, the receipt of a DC issued in favor of the beneficiary may not always assure payment even in the event that the beneficiary presents documents in conformity to the terms and conditions of the DC. Now, why do I say that? For example, if you as the beneficiary of a DC received a dollar DC, USD DC, issued by a bank in a country where dollar payments are disallowed, then it means that the bank is not able to pay out in dollar and the beneficiary in this instance will not be paid. We can't really find fault with the issuing bank as the issuing bank has to follow the laws and regulations of the country. Therefore, exporters must be extremely cognizant of the level of the country risk of the importers that they are doing business with. Now, therefore, to reduce and to mitigate this risk, UCP 600 allows confirmation of DCs, that is, to help beneficiaries be relieved of the bank and country risk of the DC issuer. So by obtaining another undertaking from a bank over and above the issuing banks. This is certainly comforting to the beneficiaries as the payment is backed by another bank other than the issuing bank. In the unlikely event of a DC issuing bank not being able to pay out as undertaken, the bank that confirms the DC is obliged to pay the beneficiary. And this is a huge reliever for the beneficiary. So confirmation means a definite undertaking of the confirming bank in addition to that of the issuing bank to honor, to negotiate a complying presentation. I'm going to repeat that. Confirmation means a definite undertaking of the confirming bank in addition to that of the issuing bank to honor or negotiate a complying presentation. And I underline that, a complying presentation. If the seller is not happy with the issuing bank or country risk, they may request that the documentary credit includes a request or authorization for a bank in their own country, in the beneficiary's country, to add their confirmation. That is a separate undertaking given by a bank that is known to the seller. So let us learn about the roles, the responsibilities of the bank that add its confirmation. They are called the confirming banks. As for UCP, confirming banks means the bank that adds its confirmation to a credit upon the issuing bank's authorization or request. Confirming bank is irrevocably bound to honor or negotiate as of the time it adds its confirmation to the credit. In the case of a credit which authorizes another bank to add its confirmation, the credit would normally be available with the confirming bank. And this is normally will be available with the confirming bank, which would then be also the nominated bank. It also can happen sometimes that the documentary credit may be confirmed by one bank. It may be available to the beneficiary at a bank other than the confirming bank, that is at a nominated bank, either by specific nomination or 
by the documentary credit being freely available. Confirming bank determines presentation is complying, then it must honor or negotiate and forward documents to the issuing bank. Right. Now we will move on to DC transfers. Okay. Now DC transfer is another very interesting topic. But at the same time, it may be a little complicating if you do not understand the rules for transferable credit as seen in the UCP 600. A transferable credit is used when the beneficiary is acting in the capacity of middleman or agent between the applicant, which is the ultimate purchaser of goods or services, and the supplier, who is the owner or provider of such goods or services. There can be many reasons why such an arrangement is chosen, including where a buyer or seller may utilize the services of an agent as an intermediary to purchase or sell goods or services on their behalf. So why could there be a requirement for a transferable credit is a question that some of you may have. For the majority of documentary credits that are issued today, the named beneficiary will be the supplier, the manufacturer or producer of the required goods. In this context, it is the beneficiary who will enter into a sale or other contract with the applicant, who will arrange for the shipment or dispatch of the required goods, who will also present documents to honor or negotiate, and it is the party that will ultimately be paid in full. However, there will be occasions when an applicant or a supplier require goods and will contract for the purchase or sales of goods through a intermediary of an agent or a middleman. Mona? Okay, so now the reason for using the services of an agent will vary from transaction to transaction and party to party. And in most cases, it will not be for a bank to specifically question why such an arrangement has been put in place or is required. Where a transferable documentary credit is issued, the applicant will usually have entered into a sale or other contract with the agent and it will be the agent that is named as the beneficiary of that documentary credit. Now, even though an agent may have taken an active role in the establishment of a sale or purchase contract, a supplier, manufacturer or producer may still wish to maintain control over the shipment of its goods, the issuance and collation of documents in respect of that shipment, and to present those documents to a bank for honor or negotiation under a documentary credit that has been issued in its favor. It is in these circumstances that a transferred documentary credit will serve the needs of that supplier, manufacturer or producer or provider of the service or performance. Subject to a complying presentation being made, a transferred documentary credit provides it with a payment undertaking of an issuing bank and the benefit of confirmation if confirmation has been added to the transferable credit. So basic terminology in transferable TCs are the first beneficiary, the second beneficiary or beneficiaries, transferring bank, transferable DC, and the transferred DC. I'm going to read 
so that it is clear to everyone the parties involved in a transferable letter of credit are the applicant the first beneficiary the second beneficiary the applicant is the buyer in the transaction whilst the first beneficiary is a middleman and the second beneficiary is the seller terms that can be changed in the transferable dcr amount expiry unit price period for presentation latest shipment date then also the applicant the first beneficiary and the ultimate supplier as the second beneficiary i would want you to take a look at these particular changes that can be made in a transferable dc the amount the expiry unit price period for presentation last shipment date so this is something that you need to know types of transfer i'll leave it up to mona mona please go ahead right thanks royston so um the middleman is able to draw their commission or margin from the difference between the price that is agreed to by the buyer which is reflected in the value of the transferable credit and that which is agreed with the seller which is reflected in the value of the transferred credit by substituting their drafts and or invoices so when the second beneficiary submits document the first beneficiary will provide their invoices and drafts and then the final set of documents is then forwarded to the issuing bank so basically a documentary credit specifically designated by the dc issuing bank as transferable issued in favor of a beneficiary who is acting as an intermediary that is the middleman between the applicant and the ultimate supplier of the goods the middleman can arrange to issue a dc in favor of the actual supplier of the goods without the need for a banking facility for that issuance now types of transfer would be full transfer or partial transfer now full transfer is when partial shipment are prohibited partial transfer when the shipments uh, when the partial shipment is not prohibited the lc can be transferred to more than one second beneficiary provided lc permits partial shipment and aggregate value of amounts so transferred it does not exceed value of original lc as the last bit we would like to share some ucp explanations on transferable dcs so transferable credit means a credit that specifically states it is transferable transferring bank means a nominated bank that transfers the credit or in a credit available with any bank a bank that is specifically authorized by the issuing bank to transfer and that transfers the credit transferred credit means a credit that has been made available by the transferring bank to a second beneficiary we will go with the stage transferring stage cycle mona right now to make it easier to understand here is the transferring stage cycle in four steps the first is the first beneficiary who is the middleman in the deal will sign a contract with the second beneficiary who is the actual manufacturer or producer of the goods the second step is that the middleman will request his bankers 
submit its application to make the necessary changes to the transferable DC. The third step is the middleman's bank who will do the transfer will take the role of a transferring bank and transmit the DC with its changes to the second beneficiary, to the second beneficiary's bank. And the fourth step is the second beneficiary's bank will advise the transferred DC with the changes to the second beneficiary. Okay, thanks, Fana. Now, this was the transferring stage cycle. We will now go a little deeper into the flow of documents involving substitutions in about six steps. Step one, goods are shipped by the second beneficiary to the buyer or the applicant. Step two, the documents are presented by the second beneficiary to the transferring bank. Step three, the transferring bank will intimate the first beneficiary who is also the middleman. Step four, the middleman will present its documents to the transferring bank. Step five, the documents will then be forwarded by the transferring bank to the DC issuing bank. And in the last step here, documents from the second beneficiary, which has been substituted by the first beneficiary, has now been handed over to the applicant. That's it for this episode. Please join us in the next instalment to learn more about export finance, including UCP explanations and some of their important articles, along with export documents and also the examination of documents. <laughs>